your girl Amy. Coming live. I may just do the show alone today. Are you ready? What's going on, you guys? It's Amy, one of two stoners. Um, today, I pose a question to you all. You've probably heard this question asked many times. Maybe you haven't. But are you a feminist? And for those of you who don't know, feminists are basically supporters of feminism, which is, according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the theory of the political, economic, and social equality of the sexes. Two, organized activity on behalf of women's rights and interests. Now, with knowing the definition and knowing how you interact within society and society interacts with you, are you a feminist? Me? Fuck that. Fuck feminists. Fuck feminism. Because at the end of the day, I don't need to be equal to a man. Like, um, that's more so of a white woman's thing and then black people, black women more specifically, I guess, got onto that crusade. I mean, black people are bad about fighting everybody else's fight. Feminism was basically so, because the white women <laughs> felt like motherfuckers weren't paying their ass no attention and they couldn't get their piece of the pie. They couldn't get their shining light. So, here they come, they, they complaints and their marches and they with slogans. I'm like, I'm so over y'all. And what I really detest are black feminists. I, I don't like y'all. Where is your dog in this fight? Because you're a woman? Oh, okay. It's not your fight, dog. It's not your fight. So I say fuck feminism and fuck feminists. I know what I'm capable of. And one thing I'm not going to be doing is marching for shit. Like times is out for marching. What the fuck is you marching for? Is your feet tired? Because my eyes are tired watching your feet hit the pavement. Are you getting any results? And then the results that you think that you get, are they in due because of the marching or because motherfuckers just get tired of y'all? That's what I want to know. So, I mean, you can call in and tell me what you think concerning feminism and feminists. Is it good or bad? Or are you like me, indifferent, and just really wish the motherfuckers would go away? Like, crawl under, under the heaviest rock in the most secluded, isolated area and just go under there and just never come back. Okay, I'm back, y'all. Um, shout out to Macy Gray. I try. I was listening to that. That's my motherfucking jam. Don't give a fuck how old it gets. Also, I love her in movies. I need to see more of her in movies. Please. Resurrect Macy Gray. But moving on. Usher Raymond. He was tossed onto the tabloids, headlines, social media, like yesterday's garbage with no remorse. Somebody is really out to get Usher. And the reason why I'm saying this, bitch, you sued him a long time ago. 
this the lawsuit where the lady won one point one million dollars. That lawsuit was in two thousand and twelve. Here we are in the year of the Lord, two thousand and seventeen, five years later, and we are hit with this news. Not only that, but here come Jane Doe, her mysterious anonymous ass. She up the ante. She say, I'm gonna trump that one point one and I want ten. Then she trumped herself. <laughs> so I want thirty. I mean like you know, I love conspiracy theories and conspiracy truths. And right now I believe Usher Raymond falls under both of them. Conspiracy theory have Usher. What is it that you've done or have not done that you got these people exposing you? Huh? What is it? Did you say no to mo no dick in your ass? You don't want to suck no more dicks? What is it? Is your wife mad at you? Or you do for a sacrifice? Is this part of your goddamn um Illuminati whatever type shit where you whether this is your embarrassment um phase? What is this, Usher? Why are we burning with fire and desire? Huh? Why did they expose you? Is do you got a song coming out? Is you in a movie? Huh? Very disheartening. I mean, because let's be real. On the true side of the conspiracies, we all done read the stories, heard the stories, seen the stories. All them fucking celebrities got herps. They passing around herps like they passing around goddamn wine and bread of fucking communion. I don't want that shit. <laughs> but luckily, I don't run in them circles or whatever, but you would think that with you knowing how Hollywood and Holly weird or whatever, how they swap each other out, swap them out, switch them up, you would think regular, degular, schmegler, where the Cardi B women, men would use caution when fucking with these celebrities. Huh? So I mean Hell, on one hand, I feel like if Usher knew or felt like or was feeling like he was going through a breakout, he should have refrained from sex. To have sex with somebody and you know that you were standing a greater chance of exposing them to what you have, shame on you. Excuse me. But also... Shame on the woman, the first woman, and all the other women who've had unprotected sex with Usher just off his off a of GP. Now, see, the thing is, when you expose Usher, all kind of shit has the potential coming out of the woodwork. I mean, you got these other women saying that you know they want money. Everybody coming from his coins. Why is everybody coming for his coins? But Tamika Raymond, his ex-wife, wants us to believe that she doesn't have herbs. Which she may very, may very well don't, but 
Wish he married very well don't, but I'm like, hi. Okay, guys, so I'm sorry. I'm just learning how to really work this anchor thing. Um, bear with me, but you know, as I was saying before this thing ended, she may very well don't have the herbs. You know, who am I? I'm not in her ass. I'm not in her drawers. I'm not in her pussy. I'm not a doctor. Um, but she made sure she cleared that shit up before anybody started making too many speculations pointing at her. My thing is, I guess it, well, you know, uh, monkey see, monkey do. You see one bitch get 1.1, you want. 10, 20, 30. Okay, but why you didn't sue before she did? Well, some of y'all. Well, I think this particular woman, Jane Doe, she just got it. She say she got it, uh, got the shit this year. So, I guess it would say why she didn't before her. But what about the rest of these other motherfuckers that we don't know who they are yet? You know? I mean, because we had the questionable... Well, well here we are with Usher. You know, dance his ass off. I'm grooving to his songs, you know, got some good songs, uh, as of late, nah, I'm not, I'm, I haven't been feeling Usher, and this was way before the, the Herps, uh, scandal, I wasn't feeling him, like, uh, has he passed his time, I don't know, he started dying his hair blonde, and got remarried, and all this and all that, like, he acting like a bitch, Shit. You got these questionable ass interviews from Puff Daddy and stories about when Usher goddamn mama let his ass go when he was younger to be Puff Daddy's protege or what the fuck ever and he's this goddamn grown ass man doing with this little boy. When they already let you know how these regular execs and people who work in the industry are preying upon these young, impressionable-ass motherfuckers. Only a certain motherfucker becomes a celebrity. It's a certain type. So when you sit there and you ask yourself, well, damn, why am I famous? Because, bitch, it ain't for you. You ain't built like them. And I'm not giving their ass no accolades. There's something wrong with all them motherfuckers. something wrong with their minds. They're simple. They money, they money hungry. I mean... I am no longer surprised about what a motherfucker will do for a dollar these days. They doing more than fucking hollering, okay? They doing more than fucking hollering. You got, um... I mean, you got this man on sent his, his daughter to the woods fucking with R. Kelly. And everybody knows how R. Kelly get down. And you willfully sent your daughter to R. Kelly... To be a concubine, a concubine. What is concubine? Concubine. My bad, y'all. And his harem, huh? So what it was? Y'all thought y'all was gonna thought y'all had y'all a nice little cool scheme going on. How you was gonna hit or kill in his pockets? But then he hit y'all with the okie doke. You sent your little girl. Your little girl ain't come back. She ain't come back with no check. She ain't come back to say hey. She ain't come back with a loaf of fucking bread. She is living her life, la vida loca, and the mother and father and everybody else is fucking upset. But what in the fuck? 
How low up, y'all? So money hungry. You released your child into a den of wolves. I am fucking disgusted. I mean, what's wrong with these people? I have no inkling, no desire, nothing to be a part of Hollywood, to be a celebrity. Because you know what? Them motherfuckers not happy. I'm happy they is with way less money, way less travel, way less jewels, all that goddamn Mm, all that what word I want to use materialistic superficial shit stuff that's fleeting that you can lose and get back and do and do again I mean like is it is it worth your soul is it it sure ain't worth mine baby but all I can say is safe sets is the basics wrap it up so you don't be burning. Okay, y'all. It's Amy again. I'm really starting to enjoy this. Um, I don't know if it is it because I'm getting to hear myself talk, or that when I listen to this, when I play this back, um, I'm amused. Um, yes, I think I'm funny. Um, this is my personal opinion. Maybe I'd be the only one who lasted this stuff. But either way, it was good for my soul. Okay. So, um, if you haven't watched Power or Insecure, I suggest you go find you a sweater and knit some shit. Because I'm going to talk about uh, the last episode of Power, which I think is episode set five. Four or five. Whatever one just came on this past weekend. And then I'm going to um, talk about Insecure Rock. Okay. Y'all. Power. I'm going to tell you something. When I first heard of Power. When it first started coming. I wasn't feeling the first season like that. It took me a minute. Because I couldn't get over the fact that uh, his best friend was Tommy. I didn't know if I liked the Tommy character. I didn't know if I liked the Tasha character. Excuse me. And then... He started cheating on his wife with the Puerto Rico. And um, I didn't like that because it's <laughs> pissed. This is going to sound the bitch ain't had no ass. She has a big ass fucking ears and she had her titties. Like, you left this woman for a little boy. <laughs> James St. Patrick. Uh, I am not impressed. When you go and, uh, bitch, you got them Cheeto B. The bitch better have a tighter pussy, a bigger ass, bigger boobs, with a mouth, longer hair, clearer skin. I don't fucking know, but the bitch better be, <sighs> bitch better come down with a goddamn aura shining like goddamn bright ass light, like she's Jesus descending from the fucking clouds. That's how better than she is. She's supposed to be than me. Like, don't get somebody that I look better. Because I think that's adding insult to injury. But, <laughs> whatever. But anyway, so, this last episode, I hate this shit is on like five minutes. Because I don't have time for this start, starting to stop and shit. But, um, so, honey. When they took propped off the case, I thought I was going to fall into the flow. It doesn't happen on the last episode. It happened on the one before this one. But, you know, Proctor is no longer his lawyer. 
and he didn't like the black guy that was uh working with Proctor. I didn't like the black guy because the black dude was a fucking hater. Why are you fucking hating? You mad because this nigga is a D boy, a past D boy, trying to redeem himself, change his life, become James St. Patrick, and be this utmost respectable community uh respectable man in his community. He wants to be white collar like why he can't go clean why is you why is y'all trying to bring ghosts out of state patrick why is y'all why are y'all tempting the lying why are you doing it huh they don't want james to be great james catching hell from his lawyer side home side jail side court side it seems like at this point, ain't nobody fucking with James but Proctor and his wife because that's by default because James go down, she go down too because she ain't making it by herself. You know, but that goes so Tasha, when the nigga told you he was he wanted out the game, he wanted to go legit, bitch, as his wife, you should have supported him, bitch. Y'all in a motherfucking penthouse with an elevator with codes and shit. He want to open up a nightclub. Clean money. Um, So that's when I knew. That was when in the first season. I didn't know if I could get down with Tasha. But um, we're seeing her in a different light. She's trying to be more uh, forceful. Trying to, you know, show up and show out. Um, They still ain't really gave Tasha her breakthrough moment. Um... So, I don't know. This thing about to cut off again. So, when we pick back up, I'm going to continue talking about Tasha and um and Power. Now, y'all. <laughs> Did y'all see how um, Jane said St. Patrick's lawyer, Caress, Tasha's hair and back. <laughs> Did anybody see that during that hug? And I said to myself, look at him being fresh. Look at him being fresh. Even though James getting processed to be released, you know, he's been finna be set free. Um, Lord, he still don't fuck with you. He coming for your wife now. And um, it's something real suspicious about this lawyer. Because at this point, we already see that he's going to try to bait Tasha. Um, but is this going to be genuine? Or he got some ulterior motive where he's going to try to take James St. Patrick down. Because he's still got all that hatred in his heart for D-Boys. I don't know. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that little love affair situation unfolds because i'm pretty sure they're gonna probably um end up fucking on some shit scandalous like that um you know so you know and then uh i thought it was cute how tommy came to tasha for like a blessing for or forgiveness for him murking holly <laughs> his bitch why would tasha give a fuck um and tasha told him we're family and we protect each other so you know and then all in that little speech she gave Towards the end, her and Tommy both agreed that, you know, they might have to take Keisha out. <laughs> Keisha is her friend, the bitch that is a beautician. You know, even I had said in the um in previous episodes because of her 
some little shady remarks she said about Tasha to Tommy. You know, I picked up on it and how just how Keisha been acting. I had told my sister, you didn't have to murk that bitch because she real scary and she not built like them. But hell, I'm like Keisha. Somebody need to tell me what's going on because I got a business, I got a child, blase, blase, blase. I ain't trying to get fucked up by some shit I ain't got anything to do with, you know, because I told y'all from the jump. I ain't want no dealings with the shit. But you know, her hand was forced. And then, you know, um, <laughs> the truth, honey, the, the start of this last episode was the truth. Because the truth will set you free. The truth will never die. The truth also comes at a price. And baby, that motherfucking Angela. She just couldn't sit there, <clears throat> excuse me, and let James get the death penalty. And she knew he wasn't guilty of killing her as Blue Greg. You know, you know, scandalous shit that she done did. You know, she kind of tried to redeem herself by, you know, telling the truth concerning that weapon. I mean, Sandoval, with your goddamn grimy, slimy ass, I can't wait till they find out that your motherfucking ass killed Greg because you thought, because you and goddamn Angela got this little Puerto Rico connection that she was gonna do it for the culture. Nah, she did it for her conscience. She did it for the truth. But Angela, better watch out because it's a possibility Sandoval can come and murk her ass like he murked Greg with no remorse. I mean, <laughs> they didn't even want Angela playing on the playground with them. They excommunicated her ass. But she's a nosy bitch. And you can't never stop a nosy bitch. Because, Lord, when you own to something, you own to something. They got, how Tyreek get kidnapped two times? Huh? He's setting little rich folks up, friends to get robbed. I'm gonna say, yay, <laughs> dumbasses, you know. But then at the same time, like Tyree, why you doing all this? You ain't gotta be doing all this. I mean, and when are they? Oh, and then you know, I thought that maybe they was gonna find out that Canaan was still alive through Tyree, but it looks like um, Tommy's. Dude, that he left in charge, little one, the nigga with the one eight seven on his neck, whatever his fucking name is, the one that him and Dre ain't getting along. Who, who would have thought he would have walked upon Dre talking to Canaan and everybody still thinking that Canaan's dead? Dre don't got his ass in some shit, girl. But yeah, Dre don't got his ass in some fucking shit. I mean, he's been trying to live two lives <laughs> this whole fucking time. They counted Jane, him and Tyreek. Counting James St. Patrick out. And will he do? Won't he do it? Will he won't, honey? He rolled away that rock. James St. Patrick has risen again. Okay? And I can't wait. So when he found out the motherfucking Drano and Ben knew Chaining went fucking dead. Because it's going to be off. With Canaan head, hopefully for real this time, <laughs> and off 
with Dre goddamn hair for being a little sneaky, slimy, grimy nigga with his tight ass forehead. Uh, he's cute, but I don't know. Sometimes I don't think he's cute. But right now with his actions, I'm very unattractive because attracted to him. Why are you doing that? You think you the boss man cause the boss man in jail. Hmm. But you ain't get the memo. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Also, y'all. I don't like this character that um Charlie Murphy is playing in this and I hate that the really last one of the last roles that he played prior to him his demise is that, you know, uh, the villain type. I didn't like him. But it's funny how in here's the thing. In power was life imitating art or was art imitating life? Like Power is just not playing that part where uh ghosts brutally viciously savagely beat Charlie M- Murphy the fucking death like he splattered this motherfucking face brains all over this makeshift gym flow honey I had to turn my head I thought somebody had started playing a horror movie I it was too much for the kid okay it took my breath away so what happened first Troy Murphy dying or that scene being um no they had to write him out the show but um yeah so what happened first Troy Murphy getting killed on power or Troy Murphy being killed in, uh, uh, with dying in real life if you understand what I'm saying. So, uh, like, was his death in power or something he was going to die in life? I don't know, but something to think about. Um, but I didn't like that character. And, you know, Teresi came in there. First, you tried to strong on blackmail ghost in the previous episode. Now, you said, oh, let me abort my fucked up ass plan when I thought we was gonna fuck ghosts up in the gym. It turned out we done woke up the motherfucking monster. You see brains and bloods and veins and, and, and all kind of bullshit laying on the floor. And then this nigga come out with a fucking switchblade. Where the fuck does he get a switchblade for from in a goddamn jail? You come out with a switchblade like you on the outsiders. You pony boy or somebody, huh? But Teresa saw. That James and it was finna fuck you and that switchblade up. And so he had to change a heart. He said, wait a minute, this ain't my enemy. This nigga might finna be my fucking ally. Because you know what? James Will got caught with them goddamn three dead bodies or two. Either way, it would have been death row for him for real. And he would have never got out. And Teresa would have never been able to tell Ghost to give Tommy that motherfucking cell phone. So I'm like, Ghost, why the fuck you so worried about Tommy? I, is, is that Tommy's daddy? That's what I'm thinking. It's Tommy's daddy. But plot twist, bitch. Tommy left for Chicago. Left his phone. How Ghost gonna contact Tommy? And how Tommy gonna find out Ghost out of jail? Because right now, like I said, everybody think Tommy uh, Ghost still locked up. Or finna still be locked up. Excuse me. But I think maybe Ghost is gonna probably go to the homeboy that... um. He gave the phone to. He's going to get the phone and look through it and put two of his together and he's going to go find his nigga. You know, because um, he got to get that phone or he's facing the pressure of going back to the inside. 
to the doors you can't open, to the boss, to the dungeons and the dragons. I'm tell y'all, bitch, if you ain't never been to fucking jail, that's not the place to be. On any day, night time, on any planet, place. Alright, y'all. So moving on from power, um, I'm pretty sure you know y'all probably saying why you didn't talk about this money with that damn it. I ain't got my five minutes per goddamn snippet. So, you know, I just got to do what it can do while it can do it. Okay? Insecure Raw. With Joe Issa Ray. Hmm. That's a very interesting name, Joe Issa. And we'll revisit that one in a later time. But, if you didn't catch Insecure, y'all, I about died. <laughs> Because, like, the type of people, like, the Issa character and some of her friends, not so much Lauren and Tasha, Lawrence and Tasha, but those are the nerdy, the nerdy black people, you know, we're all black, but then, you know, I ain't trying to be divisive, I'm just making an observation, but within the black society or black community or, I don't know, copper tone people. Copper tone, you know, trying to find something else other than be saying black, but anyway, um, the copper toners, you know, we got like the cool crew and the nerdy bunch. And the thing is, I believe that the nerdy bunch feel like they don't fit in with the black people and they don't fit in with the white people. But why don't you just go like Issa did and find more nerdy black friends? Like, don't just go automatically to the other side. It's never that serious. I mean, because at the same time, I can hang out with Issa with the type of the character that she's playing on the show. You know, I can hang out with the nerdy black people. And I can hang out with the niggas, you know, that be hanging out on the corner. You know, but I, I, I call that balance. It's the yin and the yang of life. Um... But in all honesty, I just keep myself and um make it do what it do. Just be comfortable with you. You know, just be comfortable with you. But in this episode, Ilsa still stuck on Lauren. She want her boo bag. <laughs> Lauren still shoving dick at Tasha. Tasha want a relationship. You know how us girls do. And Lawrence, he's not here for that. You know, he want to get his day wet and go on and go on to his air mattress in his friend house. And uh, when he started blowing up that air mattress, <laughs> while that nigga was watching TV, I thought that shit was so fucking funny because I'm on an air mattress. And that goddamn air pump thing is loud as fuck. <laughs> it's loud as fuck. Like a big ass goddamn turbine or some shit i don't know but uh i thought that was funny um when she when Issa tried to throw this makeshift gathering so that lawrence can walk upon it and, and she can act like she's living the life you know living like vita loca like the um r kelly uh hostage um anyway Lawrence bust her fucking bubble because he was going dutch with tasha i mean i don't have dutch dates when i'm not when I'm not trying to pursue the guy, like I don't want anything. But even if I like him and we friends, you know, I, I don't have a problem with going Dutch, you know. But 
I feel like now if a nigga is all pursuing me and he pursuing me more than I'm pursuing him, he need to pay every fucking thing, you know? Because he can on my fucking nerves. You could tell him no, but hell. Bitch, try to eat cheese sticks and shit, so, you know, sometimes I just go. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, So, we're just, we looking at this party, this house party. It's a house, and he got their bloods, I guess, come in. This nigga said... <laughs> Oh girl, you beaut and thick. Not beaut. <laughs> Do no gangbangers really talk like that? <laughs> Cause when you said beaut, I thought I misheard him until his homeboy said, Hey, who speaker this is? I'm about to banick it. Not banick it. <laughs> banick, girl, banick. I just I mean that was probably the highlight of the episode and of course Issa finally got what she wanted Lawrence finally came over there and got his stinking ass meal and he gave her the dick and um she's sitting there looking all goddamn retarded at the end but you know we'll see how her and Lawrence unfold as the season go along alright y'all so I think it with I'm a wrap with um the insecure rock uh review and um you know this was a test run trying to get my feet wet maybe i give me a fat paycheck you know a little razzle dazzle nothing too much um but like i say i'm gonna end it with this and i really enjoyed myself i hope you all uh have enjoyed me and my commentary um And maybe we'll chat tomorrow, and maybe I'll have my other half. So it won't be one stoner. It'll be dust. Ciao.